Hello there. It's James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Johnny Test. Fred Flintstone. And one of my personal favorites, Leonardo. And you are listening to Epic Tales from the Sewer. It's totally awesome. Turtle power. Go, go, go. Adventures, Issue 16, Dredging the Ocean Blue. Script by Dean Clarain. Pencils by Ken Mitroni. Inks by Dan Berger, with colors by Barry Grossman. It says, Ryan Brown and Dean Clarain present Dredging the Ocean Blue. The turtles are on a trash-filled beach with a jaguar. Raph says, Yeah, so now what? Good question, says Leo. Caramba, I've never seen such trash, says Jaguar. April responds, Really, guys? Where do we go from here? I'd say north out across the ocean, says Leo. But how? Hmm. I got an idea. Give me a hand with some of this stuff. Hey, check it out, Michelangelo. A surfboard! Awesome! I'm out of here! Mikey, with a smile on his face, runs into the ocean. How's it coming, Don? Not bad, Leo. I've almost got one of them finished. He seems to be fashioning some sewer tubes. Gee, Mike sure has gained a lot of self-confidence since the last time I saw you guys. Raph, who was wearing his black outfit, takes it off. You could see his bare face. Yeah, I guess you're right. This trip's been good for... Wow, would you look at him go? Cowabunga! We see him just kind of surfing the curl of a wave. <laughs> what a complete dude. <laughs> there, finished. Yo, check him out. These ought to get us home. Excellent tubes. Amigos, we have gathered food for your journey. No monkey bladder pate, man, but there's fruit and nuts. Be a serious lack of monkey going around these parts, says Dreadman. I guess this is it, then. Jaguar, Dreadman, it's been a real pleasure. Be seeing you, dude. Ja, we with you, man. Well, I guess we're out of here. Adios, amigos. Ninja Turtles from America, such wonders this world holds. Americans, eh? I would have thought they were Japanese. As they wave goodbye on the beach, we've got three on one, Raph, Mikey, and April, and then the other two are Donnie and Leo as they uh, go out on their tubes, and they seem to be kind of puttering around. And Albatross squawks over them. So now April writes in her journal, Call me Fishmeal. Fishmeal O'Neill. We've been out here for days, hundreds of miles out to sea. With no land in sight, there's only water. Water everywhere. Warm water. Tropical water. Shark water, she says as they see a fin. However, they're coming straight toward us, says Donnie. Dolphins! As they jump. They sure as heck ain't tuna. They were beautiful, playful, intelligent. They led us to an island surrounded by a coral reef. Look, an island! I'm gonna swim! Anyone with me? Says Mikey. You know it! As April jumps in too as they dive through the tubes to the next island. There's just some joy on their face as you can see them swimming with the animals. A large amount of sea turtles seems to go as uh, Donatello and Mikey seem to go, be going next to them. One struggles that Mikey sees. Donatello goes over and pulls a, a six-pack ring from around it so it 
can swim unfettered now, happy in their endeavor. They smile underwater, and April appears to giggle, and then they continue to, towards the island. I love this, Leo. I really love seeing the world. I'm glad to hear you're happy, Raphael. Me, I can't wait to get home and see Master Splinter. I found myself thinking about him a lot lately. So, so have I. Sounds messed up, but I almost feel as though he's watching over us today. Perhaps he's thinking about us as well. Hey, Raph, it's been a while since the others have come up for air. Look, the birds are flying away. That's not all, brother. You can see a large silhouette beneath the water, something big, rising really fast. Whoa, real fast. Looks like a submarine. It's got the three of them, April, Donatello, and Mikey, in its grasp. As it comes up, it's got a big red fin on the back, and it looks like a, a kind of like Shredder's spaceship. With a swap of its other hand, it knocks down Raph and Leo. Then picks them up quickly in its other grasp and throws them into a hatch inside with an oof and a slam. Gangway! Yow! Unbelievable! Feels like we're going down. Definitely. Feel the walls. See if there's any way out of here. Nope. Nope. Ooh. Oh, hey, sorry. Nope. There's nothing. Wait. Listen, I think we're docking. Yep. Weapons at the readies, brothers. April, get behind us. I can take care of myself, thank you. We've docked. Forward fighting stances, everyone. Hi! Huh? Glub, 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 glub. This little, looks like a half-fish, half-crab sort of greets them. Who? He says he was just minding his own business like a sane glub-glub, and now all this. Say what? He also bids you welcome, and so do I. Hey, it's that Manta Man who helped us stop the Shredder from destroying the Statue of Liberty. Who? My name is Man Ray, although some of you know me as Ray Filet. I recognize you, April O'Neil, the TV news reporter. That's right, and these are my friends, Raphael, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Leonardo. What is this place? Do you know what's going on? And how did you get here? Well, I don't know why we've all been captured, but I do have a theory of what this place is. First, let me tell you what led me here. After leaving you and returning to the waters off New York, I decided to test out my newly mutated body in exploring the undersea world. I joined a school of bottlenose dolphins off New Jersey as they began their yearly migration to the South Caribbean. They helped me get over my uneasiness of being completely surrounded by water, by sheer vastness of ocean. Upon arriving here to the Caribbean, I was able to explore my body as well. I discovered that, like a dolphin, I too have echolocation abilities. I can emit bursts of sound and see the shape and density of an object by its returning echo. I also found that my body has an organ that allows my lungs to take oxygen from both air and water. I was wondering what to do with my new self when I was approached by our little friend here. Bubbalo. Glub, 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 glub. He points to the little crabfish-looking person. Bubbalo led me through a maze of nearby coral reef to a hidden world inhabited by his people, the Glubblub. He told me of people's plight and the illness that befell those Glubglubs who swam into the waters in the far side of the reef. You can see their little society. He's sitting down, meeting all the Glubglubs. They look happy to see him. The waters recently disturbed by humans. Bubbalo led me to a recently excavated site adjacent to the undersea base. Barely I had time to note the symbol marking on the barrels being buried when we both became sick and blacked out. It says toxic waste, and we could see that there's more of those sort of spaceship underwater crafts. We awoke there, in that room. 
I think that whoever captured us is burying nuclear waste illegally, maliciously, without the slightest concern for the local environment. The Glub Glub may be suffering radiation sickness. Dudes, we have to stop the dumping. Yeah, but first we have to find a way out of this room. Blop, 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 blop. Manray, have you used your echolocation ability to check the thickness of these walls? No, but I will. We can see that he's starting to use it. Looks kind of like a daredevil thing. The wall. The mirror is too thin. I don't see any wall behind it. I think the mirror is fake. It may even be a two-way mirror. You thinking what I'm thinking? Yup, cannonball! Who's it gonna be? Me! Cool, let's do it. On the count of three. One. You guys had better have a good aim. But Mikey, I thought you always wanted to be in a splatter movie. Two. Uh-oh. Three. Cowabunga! As they bust through, we can see that there's two people on the other side. One of them is the kid. Oceanauts, Mr. Noel wants them alive. Hi. Ms. Donatello knocks one of them down with a staff. Leo grabs one and uh, puts him under his arm in a headlock. Live, eh? Let's take advantage of that by hitting him fast and hard. Hey! Another one Donnie takes out with his bow. As Raphael disarms another one, takes uh, his size and takes off their crowbar. Then punches him square in the face. Glub, glub. Bubblo looks a little frightened as he just comes in. Womp! As one gets kicked in the side by Michelangelo. And Ray goes after the kid who now pulled a six-shooter on him. Polluter, your days of evil are over. Glob. Back off, fish face, or I'll shoot. Pshh, shoots and Ray gets out of the way in time. And oh no! And hits Glug Glub swear in the chest. No! Assassin! As Ray smacks him on the side of the head, knocking him down. Is he? Is he? He's dead. Dead. These humans shall pay for this, says Ray, as the others just kind of run out. Just absolutely freaked out as Ray starts tearing this base apart. Man, Ray, calm down. You're going to bring the whole place down on top of us. I think he already has, says Donatello. Everyone into the sea access pool, quick. We see explosions happening everywhere. We'll never be able to hold our breaths all the way to the surface, says April. You got a better idea? As they dive into the pool, they get into the water and they see the turtles that they've helped before. The sea turtles are out there. As Michelangelo happily points to them, riding on the backs of their shells to the surface, the turtles aid them. The sea turtles have saved us. Awesome, who'd have thunk it? But, oh, what of Man Ray? As there's debris everywhere. In the epilogue, we can see a conch shell, and Man Ray's arms looks like he's burying it on the beach. There, little one. The turtles surrounded him. May your soul find its place among the great chain of life. Next, Mikey looks up and says, Look, a shooting star! As it looks like a sort of a spaceship goes across the sky. Next, Monkey Ranch Gang of Shrimp Net Bay. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly.
close the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures, Issue 17. Script by Dean Clarain, with pencils by Ken Mitroni. Cleanups by Buzz McKim. Inks by Dan Berger. Color by Barry Grossman. Letters by Gary Fields. Ryan Brown and Dean Clarain present Fight the Power. We start off with a bit of a prologue here. Shooting stars, meteors, the same thing. Pieces of extraterrestrial matter glowing from the friction and heat from entering the Earth's atmosphere. Some belong to passing storms of meteor showers. Others are fragments of asteroids whose orbits pass near our own. Some are made of metal, like nickel or iron, others of stone. This one is quite unique. This one is alien. That shows the streaming orange coming off of a meteor that's going into the Earth's atmosphere. We have entered their stratosphere unharmed. Penetrating the southern ozone hole was proven wise. We are smart. We do not like stinky ozone. Bean is happy. Is Skull happy? Yes, brother. I am quite happy. We have reached Earth, the planet promised to us by the shellless brain Krang, before he was defeated by Cherube. You are smart. Our bodies are strong. Let us access the hive mind telepathically to contact Queen Maligna. She is all. Your Majesty, it is Skull and Bean. We have reached the planet Earth and await your orders. I am pleased. Now tell me, does the planet hold intelligent life? Intelligent. There is much life, my queen. The dominant one is human. It has choked the planet with its numbers and industry. They are not smart. To the point where their actions have begun to warm the planet itself. They slash their forests and burn atomic fuels while their new viruses gnaw at their flesh. They are not smart. Their bodies are soft. And the planet's ozone layer? It is deteriorating worldwide, especially as its poles. Ah, this is good, my skull, my beam. I can almost taste the world's suffering. Descend to the surface and observe all that you can. Learn the ways of these humans. Then locate the one who will aid us, the one who will help feed our great hunger. As our ship lowers down to the earth. Now... On the back of a humpback whale, we see April, who's having the time of her life, as Man Ray leads it by uh, having a bridle through its mouth, as we can see its majestic eye looking up at him. Looks like uh, there's two turtles on two other whales, so. From the Journal of April O'Neil, I never thought I'd see the day when I'd be humpback whale riding, but this is exactly what we're doing thanks to Man Ray's rapport with these intelligent and gentle giants of the deep. Man Ray has shown us so much about marine life. We've learned about the humpbacks, how they follow the same migratory highways from the warm tropical waters to the icy northern seas every year, traveling nearly 2,000 miles each way. Whales give birth to live young and nurse their babies just like people do, and although they don't have vocal cords, all humpbacks create hauntingly beautiful songs. It saddens me to think how endangered they are. No matter how much I lose myself in this ocean dreamscape, I often find myself thinking of the letter N logo that I saw associated with that undersea base. I know I've seen it before, but where? April, turtles, we've arrived. The mouth of the Mississippi River. There, you can see the cityscape of New Orleans against the setting sun. The plan was to wait until nightfall, before crossing the sea lines to New Orleans, where we would later hop a train north and eventually head home to New York City. 
Thank you, friends. May your journey be safe, and the plankton pure and plentiful. That was just too cool, Ray. How'd you know to do all that? Public television. Gee, maybe that's why Master Splinter spends so much time in front of the tube. Oh. Shucks, and here I was thinking he just wanted to watch me, says April as she dives into the ocean. Yee-haw! Mikey and Leo jump in behind her, followed by Raphael and Donatello. I remember this oil tanker, how it spilled its crude cargo into the sea, like so many others before it and after it. Swimming around the submerged hull, we heard a crackling and sizzling of sound of a sort of a thousand brittle twigs snapping in the night. Shrimp. There were shrimp everywhere, and small sea turtles as well. Yo, Man Ray, we've got company, says Leo. Shrimpers, shrimp fishermen, casting out their trawl nets, hoping to bring in the night's catch of shrimp. What is it exactly they're doing? They shouldn't bother us. We'd best stay out of their sight, nonetheless. They're putting out shrimp nets that'll trawl behind their ships. A shrimp net forms one hundred foot long conal sieve that trappers form a fifty foot wide mouth to narrow closed end. The shrimp get trapped within. Yeah, well, what about the other creatures like sea turtles? Shrimp nets are required by law to carry Ted's turtle ex extruder devices, a box with a grate that slides back and up to a trap door on a spring. Bars on the grate are spread widely enough to let shrimp flow freely into the end of the sack of that net. Fish and sea turtles, being larger than shrimp, bump against the bars and are deflected outward, through the hinged door, and then out into the sea, free, says Man Ray as he holds a turtle. That way, turtles like this Kemp's Ridley sea turtle won't drown and die. All five turtle species found in America's coast are endangered, and Kemp's Ridley is the most seriously so. Prior to the 1960s, the Kemp's was exploited for its eggs. Mule trains would carry hundreds of thousands of eggs to market. Thousands of females were caught offshore and cut open just for their eggs. A generation ago, there were 40,000 Kemp's Ridleys. Today, there are less than 500. That's why... Ted's are so vital to their existence. April takes the turtle and puts it gently back into the ocean, who seems to smile at her. I'd like to see one of these turtle extruder devices in action, Man Ray. Will you show me? Of course, he says to April as he grabs her on his back and just whooshes away. Hey, don't like invite us or anything. Sheesh. I just thought of a weird idea. Why don't we try to contact Master Splinter psychically? I'd be into it. Then let's join together and clear our minds of all but one thought. Let us think only of our sensei, says Leo, of Master Splinter. As the moonlight hits them, they sit cross-legged in a circle, trying to contact their master. Master Splinter! <gasps> Splinter wakes up. My sons! Underneath the water, April and Man Ray look into the uh, nets as they can see them trawling behind. Man Ray can see, oh no! The nets don't have extruder devices, and they can see the turtle that they let go is free. Such disregard for life must cease, as he jumps up into the water and jumps onto the ship. On behalf of those turtles still alive within your deadly catch, I order you to reel in your nets now, eh? says the pirate-looking eye-patched guy on top of the ship, holding a club with a harpoon for a peg leg. Avast ye, Hellspawn. Be gone to whatever bottomless pit birth thee. Be gone before the cold steel of my hungry harpoon tastes thine flesh. Never. It is you who shall be gone to a prison cell for what you've done. So swears the man, Ray. As he takes out three of them like bowling pins. 
and all of a sudden the other men catch him in a net. So, ye've a name, ye beast. Better to mark the watery grave. Then we cast thine corpse back to the Stygian depths. Must not fail, club, as he clubs him in the head. Sea turtles must save. April swims back. Back to the turtles, where we can see that they are speaking with Master Splinter. My sons, it fills my heart with joy that you fare well, and I am pleased that your mind has been opened to my psychic message to communicate, Leonardo. Thank you, Master. We are fine, but we are far from home. Yet you are so much closer than you had been. Don't worry. We'll be together soon enough. Just be sure to learn from your journey. And Raphael, nice gems. Raph looks down because he's only wearing the pants from his intergalactic wrestling suit. The turtles are all in concentration, thinking of Master Splinter, who has incorporated right above them. Now go, my sons, and know that my love goes with you. All of a sudden, April comes up over the side of the boat. April! Guys, the shrimpers have been trawling without turtle excruder devices. The turtles are drowning. Man Ray engaged, attack the ship. He's beaten. Easy, April. Rest a bit. What are we going to do, brothers? I have an idea, says Leonardo. Same here, says Raph. Let's see what we can come up with together. Jump to it, ye scurvy dogs. Haul in those nets. Hurry now, the shrimp are booty to be sold back in port. As they pull up the nets and they can see. All right, we'll be all rich men before this night is through as they haul up the uh, net. Captain! Captain Mossback, the net! It's full of sea litter, not shrimp. It is indeed full of garbage. What? No, what, human? Who? We are the elder gods of the seven seas, the mournful spirits of the murdered sea turtles that have called us to this world, and none shall escape our vengeful fury. Dig it, Mossface. You can see on the back of a giant sea turtle. An angry-looking Michelangelo, Leonardo, Donatello, and Raphael, who's dressed up in sea garb with coral and a conch shell and seaweed. And he is uh, making that that he's the Elder God. Come back and fight, ye girly men, as they all abandon ship. Captain, the Georgie girl's been completely deserted. The timid curs. You other men take heart. There'll be a meaty reward to each man who cuts down one of those elder gods. As he goes and fires a giant harpoon from a harpoon gun. Takes ye cold steel, Spawn. As it comes right at Donatello, they all duck and get out of the way. Quick, everyone into the water! Yow! Let's head over to the deserted ship. I have an idea how we can fight fire with fire. I like what I'm hearing from you, brother. As they all look and say, Yo, Captain Massac! Prepare to be boarded! And prepare to be whooped! As they jump in, Leonardo jump kicks one of them right in the head, and he has one of his swords in his mouth like a pirate coming in. Have at ye, ye amphibious efforts! As he swings an oar at Donatello. Turtles are reptiles, dumb dude, not amphibians! And we'll kick the shell out of every one of you shrimps! What's an efreet? says Michelangelo. Brothers, take a look around. See if there's any clue to what happened to Man Ray. Oh, April lifts up the hatch. I've definitely got to stop running into things like I do. I get too hot-headed for my own good. You also get a lumpy-headed. Here, let me get those ropes off of you, says April to Man Ray. Man Ray then pops up through the deck. Hey, Mossback, you're mine. Avast, he says. 
No, no, stay back. Devilfish, come no closer, I shall be. Ye shall not take my soul. As he walks backwards off the plank and he falls in. Aye, aye. Who said anything about even wanting his soul, says Raph. I can't swim. They look on, they're like, gee, hmm. Well, what do you know? He rises up on the back of the sea turtle that saved him. Is that ironic or what? I don't know what to call it, Raph, but I like it, says Mikey, as they can see. Epilogue, New York City. Mr. Knoll, Sir Kitera has arrived to report the deep dump operation. About to send him in. I can explain everything, sir. You see, it was those ninja creatures. They were much more power. Shut up, kid. You messed up big time. We'll discuss it later. Ever, even how. Right. I'd like to introduce you to my new business associates. Skull and Bean. They're looking for a good real estate investment. Roll out your planets. Next, return to New York. Next up, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures number 18. It's called Mondo Metal. And this was one of my favorite introductions of one of my favorite characters, Mondo Gecko. Ryan Brown and Dean Clarane present Mondo Metal. With script by Dean Clarane. Pencils by Ken Mitroney and Marlene Becker. Inks by Dan Berger. Letters by Gary Fields. Editor Scott Fulop. Managing Editor Victor Gorlick with colors by Barry Grossman. Music by Merciless Slaughter. Transcribed by Dan Edwards. We start off with the cover, which shows Michelangelo just uh, shredding it in a half pipe with Mondo Gecko. From the Journal of April O'Neil. Sad day, for today we bid well to our friend Man Ray. It was shortly after defeating Cap'n Mossback when several dolphins arrived and told Ray of stars that had fallen from the sky, stars that continued to shine deep beneath the sea, and so Man Ray left us to investigate. While we headed over to the New Orleans train yard, Sneaking around on scene is easy when you've been trained in the ninja art of invisibility. The hard part was finding a train headed to New York. Now they're all on top of a train going over. Sure wish I had a harmonica. This is the life, let me tell you. As they pass cows, you can see that Raph is just enjoying the top of the train as April's hair is whipped back, Mikey sitting next to her, and then Leo and Donnie just seem to be enjoying themselves. We saw many cool sights and interesting sights passing through the south. Speaking to one another was difficult due to the strength of the wind constantly pressing against us as we traveled so mainly in silence. At times I tried to imagine what the guys might be thinking. Leo is, of course, thinking of Splinter, Mikey thinking of pizza, and Donatello who is thinking of the land with the dinosaurs, and Raph is just thinking of spending time on that beach. Barely two days out of New Orleans, we found us whizzing past the oil and gas refineries of New Jersey. Within minutes, we reach New York. Into the sewers they go. P.U., what's that smell? Home, says Leo. Not quite. We still have a mile to go, I think. Um, does anyone know exactly where we are? We're somewhere in the Northwest Battery Park. If we continue in due east, we should start hitting familiar territory. Sounds like the proverbial plan, says April. You're right, Don. I think I know where we are now. We're real close to the Shredder's headquarters. Hey, I hear music coming from that direction. We can see that there's some notes, so let's check it out. Who dumped all this waste? Shredder. We've been here before. Sounds like metal. Metal music. We can see that there's bars that show down on the bottom. So bars that show for, for music in between this. 
This is where Michelangelo creamed that souped-up foot soldier. Shucks, what can I say? It's definitely metal, and I can hear singing. We see some, some words that show now, some lyrics. Staring blankly down across the scene, only black and blue, there is no green. It's coming from Shredder's headquarters, but he's supposed to be in jail. The manhole's still open, just like we left it. Weapons at the ready, brothers. I don't know, dudes. This leads to that room where we were captured by those creepy aliens, the Sons of Silence. Yeah, but they're gone, Mikey. Cherube and Leather had bashed them. But to where? Good question. Leo, can I use one of your katana blades? Of course. More lyrics show. I'm awake, can't sleep, this is no dream. Slash, burn, beef, big oil, big bucks, I scream. Everyone in position. Then on my word, let's get em, as they kicked open the door. Hey, there's no one in here, says Mikey. Music's coming from the other side of this balcony. Everyone stick to the shadows. Let's look before we leap, says Donnie. Oh man, it's just some kids in a band. As we can see the band, Merciless Slaughter. There's a drummer with the kick drum that says Merciless Slaughter on it. Then there's a bassist, and then the guitarist, who is uh, the human form of what we know as Mondo Gecko. Long black hair, yellow shirt, he's got his sneakers on, purple shorts, and on his shoulder, his, his trusty Gecko, as he sings. There's skateboards on the wall. So there's another guitarist, but you don't see him in that picture. Now we see more lyrics as the turtles look on, as there's like a little bit of a concert. I'm awake, can't sleep, this is no dream. Slash burn beef, big oil, big bucks, I scream. Awesome place to practice. Maybe, but it's a bit dangerous after all. This is the Shredders. I was just thinking the same thing. Pipe down. Looks like they're going to finish. Yeah! Gee, Mondo, that was really hot. Thanks, Candy. I just can't wait to hear this next bit. I saw Dave Mustaine do this on a video. Feedback. Nothing but raw power and pure Mondo metal. <laughs> As he does that and he hits it, they blow out a circuit and all of a sudden there's an explosion. Boom! And the lights go out. Great. Oops. Uh-oh. I don't like the sound of that. Maybe a generator coming on. Maybe. Maybe it's something more. Nice going, Mondo. Says the drummer. Eek! Says, <laughs> says his little, says the little gecko. I knew this place was too good to be true. We were going to pay rent, honest. They're surrounded by giant foot soldier robots that take a look at him. Not like the souped up one in the sewer, but just close. They don't have those little tubes on him. And he just punches and whacks Mondo. Those kids don't stand a chance against foot soldiers. I hear you. Let's get down there quick, says Leonardo. As they all jump down from the side. Incoming! Talking, talking turtles, says Candy. Hairballs, talking hairballs. <laughs> hey, you're that TV news chick, newswoman. That's right. Now get on out of here. And leave the fighting to us, as the turtles take care of the foot soldiers for them. No problem. Oh no, how are we going to get out of here? Um, says Mondo. Quick, Candy, let's head for the door. Cool, it's unlocked. Excellent. Looks like the kids have all made it to safety. Now, if only the same holds true for us, says April. It's just a room without other exits. Then let's turn around and get out of here! <laughs> the souped-up foot soldier looks on at them with uh, death in his, in his voice. I wouldn't worry about it. We're doing fine. 
Sure, as long as there aren't too many more, this could be tiring after a few hours. Mondo! As it smacks Mondo to the side into a barrel of toxic waste. Heads up! Yeah, after all, April, they're just a bunch of... Wimpy robots. Death. The giant souped-up super soldier runs with candy. Oh, don't tell me I'm bleeding. No way, it's just some funky gunk. So it says mutagen on it, and it's poured over the top of Mondo's head. Wow, would you look at that thing go? That poor girl, how will we ever catch them? Hey, where's the other kid? Says Leo. Well, then again, maybe this gunk isn't so harmless. It seems to be on his hand. We'll check on him while you guys take care of the remaining foot soldiers. No! Uh-oh. Not my best pair of jeans! As a tail rips through it and he starts turning green. Rip. Bummer! Kind of rod, though. Well, I bet things could have been a lot worse. We see now, this is the first panel that we get to see Mondo Gecko in the flesh. Dude, I think things just got a whole lot worse. Death. As he takes candy and the uh, super foot soldiers slamming Donatello into the wall. Candy! We gotta stop that thing! But it's so fast! Not for long! Come on, dude, grab those wheels! Mondo says to Michelangelo. Speed is the need! I'm gonna rescue my girl! There it is! Then it's as good as got, bro! So, was that the same goo that turned me... Turned you guys into a turtle guy as well? Yeah, except I started off life as an ordinary turtle, man. Not a human like yourself. Look, the foot soldier's scaling those girders like Spider-Man. Watch me board, dude. Death. While I show this deadhead a few things about climbing. Mondo actually sticks to the walls and he's following up after him. It says 20th floor. Let's dance, Rust Bucket. Mondo, is that you? You aluminum, you freak, you lunchbox, you rice-burning, robo-flippin', hunk of silicone injection, scrap metal rejection. As he slams into him with the back of his skateboard, knocking him off with a tail swipe, too, off the 20th floor. Time to knock your block off. Off my block, that is. And let gravity do the rest. As he lands after the 20th floor on the ground, just shattering and all his pieces and head and arm and limbs seem to go flying. Kinda reminds me of Raphael's last alarm clock. Mondo, it's really you, isn't it? Afraid so, Condus. I don't think I can deal with you like this. Life isn't meant to be a slow dance, babe. You gotta sit this one out? As she says goodbye to them, she's thankful that Mondo saved her life, but she's just not sure if she can deal with him in his current space. Ever had one of those days? All the time. I'm Leonardo. This is April O'Neil. And these are my brothers, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael. What's your name? My friends call me Mondo. You can call me Mondo Gecko, Esquire. You're welcome to come with us on our way home. Yo, check it out! Looks like a meteor shower, but... They're much too low for meteors. Some are passing between us and that skyscraper, but that's impossible. That building and the lightning bolt image. I know we've seen it with something else before. The last of your meteors has passed, Don. I don't believe it. Unless they're not meteors, if there's something else, but what? Whatever it is, let's think further on it once we get home. As they all head towards their home. Soon, in the sewer. So it's agreed? Looks that way. Awesome. Ready? 
Everyone on the count of three. One, two, three. Surprise! They all say in unison. We're home, Master Splinter! Master! As the four turtles hug their father. My sons, April, my heart is filled with joy. Tell me, who is your friend? My friends call me Mondo Gecko. You can call me Mondo Esquire. Greetings, Mondo Esquire. Friends and enemies both know me as Splinter. Hey, what's that I smell? Pizza, they all say in unison. Then what they say is true. There really is no place like home. Next, Return of Jaguar and Dreadman. And that's the end of issue 18 of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. It's pizza time. And now, in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you Pizza Time. And now for your pizza time of the day. What better way to commemorate our oceanic journey with the turtles than with anchovy pizza with extra garlic? Be careful, you're going to need a breathman after this one. This makes one 12-inch pizza. Love them or hate them, anchovies on pizza are a thing. Mikey has an undying love for the little fish, even though his brothers aren't on board with it. Lots of mellow roasted garlic and salty cheese. This recipe is sure to bring out the anchovy lover or hater in everyone. Ingredients cornmeal or flour for dusting, extra virgin olive oil for brushing, greasing, and drizzling, one pound ball pizza dough, homemade or store-bought, cloves from one head roasted garlic, mashed, salt and freshly ground black pepper, eight to ten anchovy fillets packed in oil, three-quarter cup shredded manchego cheese, one-quarter cup grated parmesan cheese, one tablespoon chopped fresh parsley, Lighten it up, dudes. You can use whole wheat pizza dough if you want to in low-fat cheese. Instructions. For a baking stone or steel pizza peel, place your baking stone on the middle rack of the oven and preheat to 500 degrees Fahrenheit for at least 30 minutes. Then turn the oven to broil. Dust a pizza peel or inverted baking sheet with cornmeal or flour. With a baking sheet, preheat the oven to 500 degrees Fahrenheit with a rack in the middle position. Lightly coat a heavy-duty rimmed baking sheet with olive oil. Step 1. Stretch or roll the dough into a 12-inch disc and place it on the prepared pizza peel or baking sheet. Step 2. Brush, brush the dough with olive oil. Scoop the mashed roasted garlic onto the dough and spread it evenly, seasoned with salt and pepper. Step 3. Arrange the anchovy fillets on top and sprinkle the manchego and parmesan. Step 4. Shimmy the dough from the peel with a hot baking stone or transfer baking sheet to the oven. Step 5. Bake until the crust is golden and the cheese begins to brown in spots. 6 to 8 minutes on the baking stone. 10 to 15 minutes on the baking sheet. Step 6. Remove the pizza from the oven. Let it rest for 5 minutes. Sprinkle on the parsley and give the pizza a little drivel of olive oil. Slice and serve. Now, if you're asking how to roast the garlic, my suggestion is you make a small pouch out of aluminum foil. And you take the cloves of garlic. You throw them in there with a little salt, a little pepper, and some olive oil. You put your oven on either 450 degrees Fahrenheit or 500, if you're going to just be heating it this way. You put it in a center rack position on a, a baking sheet, and then you let it roast for about 12 to 15 minutes, and then you pull it out. When you pull it out, you should be able to just mash it down. That should help you complete this recipe. And that has been our pizza time, anchovy pizza with extra garlic. Cowabunga, dudes! Yikes! 
This could be the end. Are you talking about Slash, the twisted mutant turtle from Dimension X, latest member of the Evil Foot Clan, or Triceraton, Shredder's mutant enforcer? Oh, uh, well, uh, no. Well, surely you don't mean Mondo Gecko, the skateboarding good guy lizard or fugitoid, your whacked out robotic buddy with the short circuits. So, what's the problem? They left the anchovies off my ice cream pizza. From Playmates. Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, Mirage Studios, IDW Studios, Archie Comics, or Nickelodeon Studios. This podcast is a member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Check out thedorkening.com for other podcasts. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper and Eric Will. Hello, intrepid listeners. This is the Generation Playlist Podcast, a podcast about music where we are your guides through a particular group or artist. We talk about the music, and then we make a customized playlist to share with you, our listeners. And you can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts and find our playlists on Spotify. Greetings and Shabibans! We are the Retro Reductibus Cephala Podcast, a long-form bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. Yeah, that sounds good, but I don't know what all those words mean. I think what Parasite seems trying to say is that on Retro Reductibus, we explore a range of retro goodness, from toys, video games, and movies, to cartoons, and even snacks and school lunches. Oh. And we do it all with a positive spin, a slew of killer guests, and some <clears throat> very adult language. And you know what else is cool? No. This crazy show is part of the Dorking Podcast Network with new episodes every technical Tuesday. It's there. And if waiting two weeks for a new episode gives you a sad, know that we drop bonus episodes all the time, like the off-format Crow's Nest and an interview series we call The Brick. You can listen to Retro Redoctopus on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any app that's cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome. It took me 10 years to make the perfect man cave. And then we took it over. And we made it into the multiversal chamber. Then I started my own podcast. And we took that over too. And we're the co-hosts, the Multiverse Kids. Yeah, and I'm the dad, the geeky dad. And every week, we what? We review the movies, shows, and books. Games and toys. Yeah, and sometimes we even have a special guest. So, join us every week on the Geeky Dad Podcast.